0: What's up? You are now listening to Americanized, a storytelling podcast where you'll hear from eclectic first and second generation Americans, share their stories and real life experiences as children of immigrants. Hello, lovely listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Rosie, and I have a question for you. Have you ever wondered what it's like to live in an African household with African parents? Or maybe you have, and you wonder if you have shared experiences with others. Well, in this episode of Americanized, I sit and chat with the fam. We have Chi-Chi, Nikki, Hillary, Kathy, Junior, and Kinsey. and we unpack all that goes on in African households with our parents, because we all know what that's like. And I believe there is a shared, yet unique experience that occurs in this specific environment, so let's talk about it. Hang with us as we reflect and talk about the influence of our African parents from discipline, career choice, marriage, and much, much more. Stay tuned! Never talk about this stuff.
1: (laughs) Are you still living at home with your parents? I guess I'll start. Dan, you had to expose us like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Rosie. I'm 22. I'm representing Ivory Coast in West Africa. And yes, I'm still at home with my African kids. I'm Chi Chi. I'm 20.
2: I'm Nigerian. Suspects, well West as African. And I know
1: how my parents do. I'm Nikki. I'm 21. I'm
3: representing Ivory Coast and yes, I still live at home with my African parents. I am Solomon Junior. I am uh, 19 and I still live with my African parents representing Ivory Coast from the West. I am Kinsey,
4: I am 20. I'm representing Burundi and East Africa. I still, in fact, live with my parents.
5: I'm
1: Hillary. I'm um, 21. I'm um, from Ghana, West Africa, and I moved out of my African parents' house two weeks ago.
5: Ooh, ooh, that is something Shunk. to celebrate. <laughs> that, thats a major
0: one right there. <laughs> so we're all adults now, so we definitely can look back and see like, how. Reflect back on your upbringing, specifically living with African parents in an African household. What are some, I guess, what are some themes that are known within the African households? I know, for one, strict parents. What are some other ones you can think of?
3: I'm getting beat.
1: Definitely, definitely. Why well, <laughs> even? <laughs>
4: Kind of made us who we are to this day, I guess. Mhm,
1: that's true. What was your parents' choice to meet you?
5: Uh,
2: anything they could find. It could be a belt, a shoe, a spatula, anything.
5: A spatula. She said everything.
4: <laughs> Don't forget the belts, bro. My dad one day literally went outside and grabbed a tree branch. <laughs> no, I'm so serious, mm-hmm. bro. You.
3: Find how anything. you give? How you give them enough time to find a tree branch and come back, <laughs>
4: bro? Where was I supposed to go, bro? I was like
1: six. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even <laughs> go outside. That's
5: what he <laughs> <You> Finds
4: <laughs> you outside. Like, I definitely wasn't getting far. <laughs> Yo.
1: Apart from that, what other stereotypes? They want to be perfect
2: all the time, like they'll compare you to every single person's child like why, why is he getting great and you're not or oh did, did, did you see this kid he, he bought a car why didn't you why did get me nothing like they'll compare to every single person every single chance as they get it's
5: annoying
4: no the worst part about that though is that it's there's a double standard you can it can be like oh look all the kids around your age are doing this and you're not doing this but then when you're comparing it, they're like, "Oh, I don't care about those about those kids. Like, I only care about you." It's like, then why do you bring them up?
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Like, what? It's the double standard is so real, and it's just like, what? Is you feel powerless because it's just like you can never win, like <laughs> <laughs>
5: mm-hmm.
4: you.
1: Yeah, also, I've noticed, or my experience, you can't make mistakes, like you can't spill water. You can't have accidents.
4: Ooh. Can't spill water. Can't spill milk. None
1: of that. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to phrase this, but like, my parents especially do this. But before you're about to do something, they like tell you to do it, and then when you like say something, they like get upset or give you attitude or something like that. I don't know the right word for it, but my parents do that a lot. Like if I'm about to wash the dishes and like I'm holding the sponge, my mom will go like why aren't you gonna
4: wash the dishes she sees me I'm about to do it so i don't know no i trust me i know exactly what you mean it'll be anything like your body cleaning something like why aren't you doing this and you're like i'm really i'm really about to do this right now like you see me like what 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 is this for now 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 i'm doing it and i'm not happy about it like <laughs> <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> now you ruin my mood <laughs>
1: I think another thing, this might be just a foreign family dynamic. I've heard a lot of people, they can't really express their feelings or emotions with their parents. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so like, it's, it's bad. You can't talk
2: to anybody, any need parents parents
4: at all. And then you just sit in there like, whoa, what was the point of me trying to talk to you if you're just gonna be like this? Like, and they always want you to, they always want you to feel like you can talk to them. But it's like, no, I can't.
0: You know what i think it is It's like growing up they will tell you i'm not your little friend and so mm-hmm. i think as an, as adults i feel like it's different like they kind of want to be your friend now now that you you're kind of not a child but i think having that condition in your head like oh i'm not your little friend i'm not your little friend and what do you do with your friends you talk about your problems you bring stuff up to them but if your parents don't want to be that person for you then they can't i think they really try to draw the line between parent and friend. The line of respect is so, so thick. So you can't go to them, it's like being a parent, I think they have a specific um, idea of what that means and emotional support and stuff like that is not part of it, which is probably from their culture growing up, like what, whatever they know growing up, however their parents were, that's probably what they're bringing to the table with their own children.
1: That's my
0: thinking I don't know the
1: facts on that but no you're
4: definitely right it's like by the time they want you to open up it's like the damage are, is already done the trauma is already there like I, I don't feel comfortable talking to you mm-hmm. I guess that's something that although terrible it now shows us how to be better better parents better African parents for our own you know children whatever because we've learned from from experience like none of us ever want to feel like that. Like, we can't, like, we can't, like, speak to our parents. Like, you wouldn't want that for your, like, your future children. So now you're, like, I don't know. It's just, they they draw so much from you needing to respect them. But it's, like, I respect you, but why can't I feel like I can, like, open up to you and respect you at the same time? It's, like, respect is, like, no, don't speak.
3: Only speak when spoken to.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: don't speak when spoken to I feel like I really grew up with that mentality even now. Like, and, like, I'm already a quiet person, but in spaces where it's okay to talk, I feel like. like someone needs to t- talk to me first to uh, get that started.
1: Especially like, in adult situations, I like, come with other adults. True. Right, yeah, I agree. There's this, there is a discomfort in trying to open up to your parents about emotional or mental health, especially in our households, I feel, as Kinsey said. I can see that. Yeah, just like really weird and like you said, uncomfortable, that's the word. And I hate that it's like that. But that's so real.
3: That whole um, I'm not sure little friend thing that we're all used to hearing is something I haven't even thought of that deeply until hearing all that. Because you don't realize how that's affecting you until you you really think about, oh, This is just my parent, nothing else but my parent who just provides for me, and that's all. When your parent should be your friend, but then you treat them like they're not. And like Rosie said, when you get older, they want you to treat them like your friend now, but it doesn't feel right opening up because you never opened up when you were younger. And when you're younger, you're supposed to open up the most. So not being able to do that is what makes it uncomfortable and what makes it difficult nowadays. And I really wonder why that's even the case, though.
1: Why? What's the case? Like, the
3: discomfort? Why being told I'm not your little friend
1: is a thing? I think it depends on the context in which they say that. Because I remember my mom told me that. I don't know, I think I talked back to her and she said I'm not your little friend. But it was when I was younger. Yeah, that's true. Which is... (laughs) Kind of I also think it's like a deep rooted like African thing where like that's just how the culture is back then. Like you can't even look at your elder or something like that. So like now that they bring us here to the state and like um we grow up here, it's like harder for them to adjust to the like to the custom of how things are in the States where you actually have to let your kids breathe and then for them to love you. I feel like it's hard for parents to like realize that. Like, for me, I've seen that, like, my dad especially has started to actually understand that as, like, I've gotten way older, you know, now that he's acting kind of, you know, like a, a normal parent, but it's, like, a little bit too late, but still, I just feel like it's just a cultural thing, and at the end of the day, like, that's how they were brought up and that's how their parents were brought up, so it's just hard for them to see the reality of you don't have to always yell or always have to treat your kids, like, in a harsh way for them to respect you or love you because at the end of the day i don't think it's respect as we were growing up i feel like it was fear like i'll be so scared to even say anything because i don't want you know to be beat or i don't want to you know be in trouble or anything like that Mm -hmm. that's all but oh my gosh this is making me feel like this was a lot of
5: trauma,
4: <laughs> I was waiting for someone to say it. I'm not, yo, this is, you know, we're literally experiencing, to be exactly, but we're, we all literally experience childhood trauma. Like, I don't know if this happened to anyone, like recently, but when I was growing up, I used to believe like, no, everything is fine. There's problems, but I, everyone has problems, right? But then when you get to this age, you're like, oh, none of that was okay. Right. and now i hate it now i hate it i'm like why couldn't it, why couldn't i have had a perfect childhood like, why could how hard is it to be a good parent and then it's like there's it's hard but it's still like it when you think about how it affects you now and how you act towards people it's because of how they treated you and now how you're conditioned it's like you're not maybe some of you are not as outspoken as other people would be because it's just like you were just kind of con- we were just kind of conditioned to just like not really speak unless someone is like unless someone is trying to come and speak to me and try to like like usually like a lot of the friends that you could make is because people are coming up to you and wanting to
3: be your friend instead of the other way around. I don't know, even with authority too it's like mm. at school sometimes you don't even want to speak out loud because you don't speak out loud at home.
1: that's so true, see yeah
4: don't even sleep i used to i used to sit in the back of the class so no one could notice me i did not want to be noticed i did not want anyone to acknowledge my existence dude <laughs> like i felt like if i even sneezed or if i coughed that like i committed a that yeah, like.
5: <laughs> yo. <Whoa. laughs>
4: yo my dad actually came to one of my classrooms once like this is a for real thing in like elementary school but he came to like he wanted to take a picture but like all the students were there and i'm just like this is embarrassing what are you doing here like yo just came to take a picture yes I'm like i school. guess it was like like i guess it was like the one of the last days of like second or third grade but it was still embarrassing because like i didn't want people to know about my dad which is kind of crazy to think about now but it's like it's like no like you're like i don't want to say i was ashamed But I knew how, like, American kids are so, like, you know, rude to, like, you know, different cultures. Yeah. So I I just did not even... I felt like I would have just been exposed even harder, if that makes sense. Yeah.
1: If we want to go to that place how, like, Americans, like are a little bit ignorant. Oh now that that
4: would be a whole different Zoom call because I have too many stories of these <laughs> these kids, these American kids telling me to go back to Africa, dude, buddy you'll be white. Like if you don't go back to Ireland, shut up. <laughs> hey,
1: what be <laughs> <laughs> <You're> like, yo <laughs> <laughs> I agree with the yeah. Having like I saw this funny video on um, it's Instagram and I don't have the same anymore but Um, this guy was like having an argument with this lady and he was like first off you guys brought us here so if you guys really want to talk about immigration then why don't we get your ancestors like to come and whoop your your ass basically because the Europeans they're not from here they also came here and took this land so it's just nowadays when I hear that I just laugh because it's just funny I don't know
4: it's extremely I think no and and if we really want to go that that deep the uh the reason why we're even in these countries is because of how the Europeans took over our countries and and they, you know, conditioned the people to go through these different things that would ruined our country so they felt like they had to immigrate here. So it always stems to like it's like if you if you really did, if you really wanted us gone, you would leave everyone alone. You know what Seriously. I'm saying? But that's a that's a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. What I hated doing school was
2: when people that were black themselves you know, about people that are from Africa and negative, like, like bro, you know,
1: you're African too. Right? Right. <laughs> like,
5: so I don't what? even
1: want uh, <laughs> <laughs> <was the> <laughs> to hear it. These people say they're one. black, and they'll literally, like, not want to be caught after him. Like, if we go that deep <laughs> to African, like, it's just in your blood, just accept it and let go. No one is, you know, saying anything otherwise. They, yeah, they were the really, really highly ignorant, yeah, like give
2: like, the worst ones too like they were the worst people that would talk about you we've are black and people that are white would be like what your country or whatever but like people that are black would be like african blue scratcher african whatever whatever like,
4: like, mm-hmm. like y'all don't even know how crazy. bad it got no y'all don't even know because y'all are in like massachusetts right but you go to florida bro it got so bad because like there were no africans like you guys like you guys think there are barely any africans but where you guys are like at least you guys can congregate. When I came to Florida, it's literally just me and my sisters, dude. <laughs> like there was like some spare people, like you know family, family friends or whatever. But like basically, when I was when people found out I was African too, it's like you would think your own peoples, like your own black peoples, would like you know support you with that. But it's like no, they're just like cracking jokes. Like they're like, oh, like do you guys ride zebras and stuff like that. Like how's your mud hut? Like, like it's like bro like i'm just trying to be left alone and like they're like sing sing some african songs to us they would pressure me to like speak like in kurendi and stuff like that and like and singing like my language stuff. So it was oh my god now thinking about it it's like that peer pressure is like it's like you just want to be normal mm. you just want to be left like it's tough i don't know about you guys but well,
0: you know?
4: Bro, this is why I did not I don't like being here because it's like at least like like I thought when when I was in like Norwood, I was like, There are barely any of us here. But bro, when you come down here it's like, no, man, like you realize you guys have a whole community up there. It's like bro, the the only quote unquote African I found, like the closest I found was this one girl who was half Cameroonian. But mm. she didn't like she was far removed, like her mom was like an immigrant her, mo- no, her grandparents were immigrants and her mom, I like, grew up here. Mm-hmm. So she knows nothing about like Cameroon or nothing. But it was like, oh my gosh, yo, it came to the point. that, Like, I, I yo, there was a time I had to lie about my, like, my, my, my,
1: mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> like, I'm Whoa. Bahamian. It's just so you can be left alone. Like, yo, it's like, they want to ask you, bro, you guys don't even know. A- when I first came to Florida, these girls, like, you're like an African prince, right? Like, if I marry you, you're going to, like, are you going to, like, like like it was like, like that coming to America movie is like, bro, I just want to be in my chair and left alone. It's like, you can't. You can't. I don't know. It definitely toughened me up because I, I definitely came from, from Massachusetts really sensitive. But then when I came, <laughs> when I experienced Florida, like, I, like
1: nothing, a lot of things just can't hurt me unless it's like very direct. We're going to have to do
5: a one on one, Z.
1: hey kathy how are you doing
5: hey sorry i was late
1: guys no worries we on that african time you know what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) Uh, share your name your age what country Mm. you're representing and tell us if you are still at home with your african parent okay I'm Kathy. I'm 23. I'm still at home with my mom. I have to go dishes. Do, go do dishes right now as we speak. Um, and what was the last question? Oh, uh, what country? Oh, Uganda. It sucks living at home with an African parent. Like, you can't do anything. Yes. If you're a girl, it's even worse. Yeah. Like, I really feel like a band-aid when I'm outside the house. Yo, my anxiety levels are unmatched. I feel this is like really healing. Just have all, all of us Africans together. Did your moms tell you to have kids yet, or is it just mine? It's just Ooh. yours, girl. <gasps> no, oh. My grandmother's like, it's like it's late for me
2: to have kids and I get married. I'm like, yo, I'm 20.
1: She said, you 20, girl? She said it's too late. Right? i you made like, seriously. Yesterday, I was eating my frosted flakes in peace, right? I'm enjoying myself. Out of <laughs> nowhere, my mom walks up behind me, rubs my back, so I'm scared. And she goes, Kathy, when are you going to have kids? I was like, <laughs> I literally choked.
5: <laughs> I was like, what are you talking
1: about. Like, she was like, I want to see, I want to see my grandbabies from you before I die. Uh uh-uh. uh. What do you mean before you? Where are you going? Why are you guilt tripping me with this? What are you talking about? So she was nervous. like, in the next three years, if you don't get out of my yeah. I'm yeah. not giving you no babies. I'm tying my tubes first and foremost. Second, I'm not getting married just because you tell me I need to get married. What is this? You just want your cows that badly? I'll buy you a cow myself. <laughs> yikes <laughs> that pressure is real
5: <laughs> thank you for sharing so <laughs>
4: oh no they would be trying to have us
1: have kids early in like our early 20s because like, they have it like that um, at least when like you get 28 or something before you start like bugging me maybe exactly maybe it'll happen naturally but nice she's yeah. definitely not happening
4: if mm-hmm. I'm 28, 30, then you can start asking me. Because then I'm going to be like, all right, why am I not having kids? Like Then it'll be like that. But don't, like, can we at least live and get our careers going first? <laughs>
1: my parents actually the opposite. Mm-hmm. They don't I'm want sure. to get married or anything until, like, I have, like, a job. Like, I started working and, like, I have my own Well, job. so, like, I could have a kid and be okay. But there's still no reason to say that it's unwarranted. I want to enjoy myself.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I feel like Africans like if you are a girl they train you to be a housewife and not a young person. Like they want you to be like oh you should cook this, clean like this, do this all like at a young age so that way you you ready for men to come, come find you and marry you and like like that. And I hate that. Like I I'm, I'm I can be my own person and have my own business. I'm be like a businessman, quote unquote and not be a housewife, like leave me alone. <laughs> Stop that.
0: Ooh, gender rules. that's that is huge. I'm not sure if I've had the same experience, you know.
1: I think um, my parents are pushing me more towards the career. Get your career, build your life, and then worry about marriage.
3: You already know that's the same boat with me. They push the career.
1: Price. You're good.
3: I mean, yeah but like it's crazy how that's the main priority but that's understandable though. I'm not really complaining but it's like I'm, I think Kinsey relates too is like they just want you to do something in the professional field doesn't even matter if yeah. you want to do it doesn't even matter if it makes you happy it's, yeah it'd be, it's because they, it's secure they convince you that it's what you want to do like, and then I'm from happy. when you're little you don't open up. You don't. You don't speak your mind. So you just go with it. But it took a lot for me to really say, "No, that's not what I want to do," just because I knew that is what my dad wanted me to do.
1: You know what I'm realizing that, that now I you're saying that is like think about other families. They really push hobbies on their children to see what are their kids interested in, what are they good at, and in African households, they feel that creativity
0: is a little limited and they definitely don't need to pursue it so much to have it as your um, or to have such a passion for something that it'll end up being a career choice because they already have that plan for you i think
1: i just thought about that right now you know what's like funny
2: like still typically like agents or africans always want you to be a doctor lawyer uh, engineer something like that but my brothers are all in that field which I like, damn I like made like begin to say they all be exactly. doctors or engineers i was, <laughs> was
1: funny I think it is, also could play like as Gigi said gender could play a role because I'm in I'm in the creative field and my parents they actually supported me and they pushed me my mom always told me she'll support me no matter what like she said go wherever you want to go whether that be in the West Coast she'll always support me and But I think, yeah, gender could play a role, but I didn't have that experience where career was forcing me. So at what point in your lifetime did you realize that your parents are not like other parents since I
5: was a child? (laughs) You're a baby. Yeah,
4: (laughs) to be honest, I feel like we all subconsciously knew it. Mm Mm-hmm from like a very young age which is why like some of us may have felt pressure to like you know hide our parents or not really get people to meet them and then when you when you get older then you realize oh yeah they're really different because then you go to sleepovers or you meet other people's families right and then you're just (laughs) like what the heck you guys you (laughs) you guys can talk like that you could talk to your parents
1: wait you have sleepovers
4: (laughs) You had right, no, I'm not I'm not sure I, I only had one. No, no, no. Can I speak? Yo, oh I only me. ever had one in my entire life. That's why I should, I should just have sleepover. That's that's already a testament. I it was it was it was crazy. I even got to go to one. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. You, like every time you try to go to one, they're like, no, I gotta meet their parents.
3: <laughs> and then they never try to meet the parents.
4: Exactly. They never make the effort.
3: Never make the move. Um, Asking for sleepover is risky in itself. Exactly.
1: Would
3: you guys let your kids go to sleepovers though,
1: if you, when you have
4: them? Yes. No. Yes. Yes, bro. I'm not letting them miss out on what I missed out.
1: Really? Yeah. It depends because I don't know. It depends.
3: Mean. If I know the family like that, then of course, yeah. I'll be if you got an oh know. can I go sleep over Tommy's house? I'm gonna ask who's Tommy. Who's Tommy doing? Is there a process to it? Oh. Yeah. You can't be too trusting of everybody. I understand. Yeah,
4: of course like obviously like family friends and stuff like that are people like you know their parents you're like of course i'm like i know i know their intentions i know they're good people you know I let my my child sleep over their child's
1: house or something mm-hmm. yeah are there any stories that you guys have about the distinction between your parent and a parent you another parent you've seen they have these girls in my school in like my
2: old, old high school my parents buy them alcohol I and mean, just like you guys mm-hmm. are underage you're alcohol and you're white so they're white so like like me my parents my, my mom found a bottle a bottle of vodka like downstairs and, and it, was, it was my older brothers, but he used to be like he used to be 23 and she still got mad he can legally drink and she still got mad so how does that make sense
4: <laughs> oh my gosh I have a similar story it's like I went to Burundi in 2018 I was 18 and I think the drinking age over there is, like, 16, 18. And then one of my, like, cousins tried to give me something, but my mom was like, no. Even though I was a whole adult and technically it was legal in the country, she's like, no, why do you want to do it? I was like, I, I don't, just, it's just there. My cousin is offering. I don't even, I don't even participate. But it's just like, oh, like, like, I barely even see my family in general. So it's like, but it's like, I guess they always, you got to, I guess we gotta remember that they'll always see us as like they're, they're like, like little, little kids Our they're little like boys and girls and stuff instead
3: of allowing us to actually grow up and be our own person.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I know like before elementary school, I was kind of oblivious to like the differences between people's parents cause I, I wasn't paying attention. When you got to elementary school and then the whole, you know, your parents come to school then you start seeing other kids' parents more often. And then automatically just compare. And then you just notice differences, like dynamics between the families. Like the parents would come to school, give them a hug, ask how the day was. The kid would just say a bunch of stuff and then the parents would respond. But then in our case, well, I don't know about you guys, but like in my case, it wasn't like that. It was like maybe like a hug, how was school? It's good. And that's it then I would be questioning, like, oh, how come, like, they're telling, those other kids are telling the whole stories, but, like, I don't even do that. And then I don't even want to. How come I don't even want to do that? And obviously the obvious thing is, like, you know, the speech barriers, accents. So I'm like, oh, yeah, they're just not from here. But then, like what Kinsey says, I don't even want my parents to be seen because they're so different. But that's obviously what you think at a young age it's kind
4: of like just in your thoughts yeah parent teacher parent teacher conferences too let you know real yeah. quick how your parents were different don't sleep on those you go to those and you see how other people's parents speak to like you know those teachers or whatever and then you and then you see how your parents talk to them and you realize yeah
3: and um, also like um what you said earlier rosie was like The gender roles Mm -hmm. is like some other families is like, they're really full. Like the mom does this sometimes, the dad does this sometimes. But in our case, it was like, mommy was the only one doing all the certain things. And then pops would just be at work or at home chilling.
5: Right. And
3: then I I, we just... You notice the difference, but you don't know what the difference is at that age. You're like, "How come she only does these things, but when I go to my friend's house, it's different?"
1: Right. Mm-hmm. I think again okay, that would be like a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Oh, just thinking about because I know all your parents for the most part. Your parents are so sweet, so I'm having a hard time.
4: Yeah, okay. people okay. believe we have a perfect house.
1: Yeah, people will be fooled by the outside. <laughs> <laughs>
4: right. No, I know his dad is serious, bro. Yeah. No, I I was aware from a very young age that like our parents seemed like we we seemed like a perfect little family mm-hmm. in front of everyone. But when everyone gets home, it's like a very like you know,
1: you
4: know, we know how to act in public because our parents like like made us like kind of taught like made us you know learn how to like act like that in public so then like when you get home it's like it's a completely different environment you know
0: and people probably see our family like that too everyone is like everyone's parent i guess outside of the house is the sweetest person but even though we all know how african parents operate i guess i never thought about how are they like inside the home with their kids when no one's watching
4: Yeah, all our parents win Oscars. You know what I'm saying? They're all the greatest actors. No, no, I really, I really believe. Like, (laughs)
5: honestly, (laughs) I love that.
4: (laughs) No, really. Like, sometimes, like, you ever like see your parents speaking really nice to like other adults or other like people, and then you're like in your head, like, you're not like this.
3: Especially on the phone. Oh my god! Especially on the phone, they change their whole tonality. You just sound different. <laughs>
5: It'd
3: be so funny. I'll
4: be watching my dad turn into a saint on the phone. I'm like, wow. To so a whole Caucasian man
3: <laughs> on the phone. It's funny, but then when you think about it, it's like, damn, why he's switching up who he is just to talk to somebody Or wears a suit? Crazy.
1: You it's said that. you right, Rose. Code switching. Deep. What
4: are our favorite memories from our African households? There's got to be some
1: of
5: those. There are none. It was
3: completely traumatic. No, I'm playing. I'd say one (laughs) big one for me is knowing that you're different than other people just because the household dynamic and just like the cultural background and just knowing that I'm not like you people because my family comes from a whole different place than your family. True. So it's kind of like a flex because then you go home after going to school with a bunch of white people that don't know anything about you. And then you're just with people that understand everything else. And then you can actually just learn more things just from hanging out with your family and your, or your parents that like know everything about their, your country. And it just puts you on to music. Like For me, listening to a lot of Ivorian music growing up was really like... Exciting, because like you don't like. I didn't know the titles of the song. I didn't know anything about the artist. I just knew the song. So when the song came on, I just knew it was lit. So then it was just lit. It was lit since then.
1: My experience, like younger, when I was younger, I used to be ashamed. Like maybe we would pull up, and my dad would play music real loud that everyone.
5: Oh. But
1: that would make me kind of embarrassed and ashamed of the culture. But that really. I overcame that. And now uh, I really do love the music and the culture. Mm-hmm.
2: Have you ever seen that meanness? Like, how proud are you, are you to be Black from Dominican to Nigerian? <laughs> that's me. I love being Nigerian. Like, that's like, that's, that's such a way, such a box Nigerian. Like, even though it's annoying as hell, but having, like, African parents are off the boat and have, like, have those, like, Nigerian, like, ideals, African ideals but like this, the culture it's itself and the music and the food and everything is just so dope it's crazy
4: no <laughs> uh, nigeria is a whole powerhouse y'all are a whole different entity in africa i
2: can't
1: yeah, even i know i know everyone I know. Everyone, I everyone like, but- like, like no <laughs> nah, for real that's nigeria.
4: really like wakanda Niger- nigeria is the closest <laughs> that africa got to wakanda for real but we
1: live i love nigeria so oh. much
4: Hey, Nollywood and all that, bro. All they movies. Bro, they don't Nolly, care, they go, bro. Your
5: parties, but it's
3: Nollywood
1: horrible. Like, yo, I'm not even
4: going cap. My cousins are half Nigerian because my, my, like, in like in my country, bro. Like, there's some people who like really like love like Nigeria. So my like, my aunt like went, ended up marrying one, bro. Niger, like, even them, they're they're only half, but they're so proud of being Nigerian. It's ridiculous. because like, Nigeria is just that lit, bro.
5: I'm
4: like, why do? You,
2: so we take a trip one day. I also need to get a trip from next, next summer to Nigeria. we go.
1: Cool. actually going back to the mother. I'm going back to Ivory Coast summer of 2014 and actually seeing all the family members and all, learning about the culture, learning the languages.
4: Wait a second. Now you just touched on something with the languages. How we? cannot sleep on this topic. How many of y'all really know like your, your mother tongue?
1: right no i you do it, no but like well, i grew up there <laughs> this I grew is up until i was
4: nine so all right mm-hmm. uh, yeah you're kind of a different case but it's still like <laughs> <laughs> why do our parents our parents our parents literally legit barely enforce it in in us
1: mm-hmm. i think because they want us oh, to have a good america. opportunity like they- america like they understand like if you don't speak english like look at how they treat hispanics like they that's get yelled for speaking spanish and stuff so i feel like our parents actually care I know they care because they wouldn't, like, you know, treat us like that if they didn't, but they want us to have a good future, in my opinion. So, like, they don't... Cause like, you know, this country, they don't accept you if you're not American. And I'm putting my hands in quotations because there is no American. We're all immigrants, but then again.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: It still feels like
4: it's stripping you of a piece of your, like, of yourself. Yeah.
2: yeah. My parents want me to learn. But they don't teach me. Something to teach I'm confused. that's gonna work out? Like, like I, I, I can stand it perfectly fine. I speak a little bit of it, but like, I'm not fluent, which is annoying. Like they want you to be fluent in it, and they clown you for not being fluent. But yet, you know, teach me. How am I? How am I the clown? Does that make sense? I'm that
4: because... <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> he said, "How am I the clown? <laughs> 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 you <are> the clown." Yo, <laughs> no it's 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 really true <laughs> because it's like. They spoke some. I understand some, and like I can say some, like you know, some phrases and stuff. But nothing that is like nothing fluent. It's like, but then they clown you. My mom will be like, will be like, oh, it's your fault. I'm like, it's your fault. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> you think you think I should have absorbed everything I heard when I barely heard anything? You know. Are you talking about
1: French Kinsey
4: or is there another No, to- Krendi, like, oh, Okay. They speak that too. But no, they did speak some French to me when I was younger too, like, but I under, I only a little bit, like I, I, it, it was still like, come on, I wish I could have learned French too, because it's also, I know it's a lingua franca of my country and yours too,
5: it
4: would have been lit, imagine we're speaking oh, yeah. French to each other. <laughs> you want to tell secrets in front of these American kids? We speak
1: perfection. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I didn't really value wanting to speak my language when I first came in. So I didn't think it was important. But, like, now that I'm older, like, I would love to be able to speak something that's not English. You know? Because, like, I feel like everybody's in your business once you speak that language here.
5: Oh, my gosh. Yes.
4: Mm. Yeah. Mm. Bro, like, especially when I came down here, like, I've seen Hispanics do it, like if they're around like some Americans, bro, who don't, who only speak English, they'll literally just speak in Spanish to tell like a secret story. And I'm just there like, dang, that's, that's slick. I wish <laughs> I could do that too.
1: And I feel like, like it, that's, oh, sorry.
4: No, I was done. You good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like that's why Americans feel like they get upset or go like crazy Karen when they hear people speaking different language because they know what they've done. They feel guilty. So like, they want to know everything. Because like they want mm. they always put themselves in a position of being better than everyone. So like when they can't do something that someone can't, they they degrade you. For you to feel bad for something that you should be proud of, you know, speaking multiple languages.
4: Imagine only being able to speak one language and being proud of and like being proud enough
3: to be like, Hey, you you speak uh, like two languages. Like what? That's probably where cultural appropriation came from. They got tired. That's, that really, sounds you know, like, like such me that culture.
5: That.
0: <laughs> I love that Hilary sees some crazy Karen. I haven't heard it like that before in Lincoln. Like
1: Yo, nowadays they've been going crazy. I feel like every week I see something about mm-hmm. these Karen I don't know what's going on with uh, that.
3: Some lady called the cops on someone for speaking a different language. In yes. language or Is that real? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand how
1: these cops come. Like, seriously, like, yeah. you don't have anything to do. I'm sure there are, like, crisis going on. Where you David, what
3: do you even telling, say over the phone? Oh, uh, this person is... <laughs> I don't understand this person.
5: Can you call
4: <laughs> <it>? <laughs> I actually don't understand what this
3: person is saying. Please arrest them. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm saying. But then again, it's that flex got a different culture that's that's something I'll no, be proud I, of forever
4: no and you gotta remember it's also like I don't wanna be like condescending but they kinda know that their time is over because America is becoming more diverse it's a lot more immigration a lot of people are like coming here and they're like you know the white Americans are, are decreasing population speculated by 2050 that they'll no longer be the majority so it's like they're doing the best that they can, guys, to, like, try to, like, stay in the game and, and, and be powerful. To stay in the game. I mean, they started this, you know? They
1: didn't have to be this serious. So I don't understand why they're upset, like.
4: No, they ruined it for themselves. It's, it's, it's tough for them. But you guys have to sometimes wake up and just be like, I'm glad I'm Black. Like, like I'm glad I'm African. All the time. Like, It you, was tough like, to get to that point, it. I'm not
3: going to lie. Yeah. It was tough to get to that point to be, like, proud of Culturing who I am because like I felt like being African was such a bad thing because like the dynamics in the crib, not being able to talk to your parents a certain way, all the rules and stuff. I was like, man, being African sucks. Then when you get past that and realize how much of a blessing it is to one go through all that and come out better person than you would have been if it was any different, and just knowing that Africa is amazing.
1: Like you see no, these kids act, like these kids who grew up with everything, where their parents like do everything for them, they are crazy. Sometimes, like I just like look at the parents and be like, "You're not gonna like you know push them or anything, or you know just say something." They just like these kids do whatever they want, yeah. and they grow up feeling so entitled, and then reality slaps them in the face when they're like 20 something, and that's when their life just starts going down the rail. And then these parents start crying and say, "I don't know what I did. You did everything wrong. You just <laughs> chose not to do anything about it."
3: That's why I never complained about getting beat because I knew there's a reason for it. Probably don't got to beat me that hard though, but (laughs) I understand. Yeah, I was gonna say you don't got to beat me that hard though. Like, I I feel like most of the time when you get beat, half the time it's not even because of what you did; it's because they're just mad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Like, man, you did it again catching me on my DSI
5: late night, so you gotta Oh my gosh! Yo, see Just bro, tell me I'd to have... put
3: it away. And I'm trying drunk. to act sweet when they, when they come in,
4: dude. Ah. I'm not trying to
3: get me. that nah, uh, I got listen. caught. One time I forgot to close it so the light was still there. No! I forgot to close the DSI, bro. It was raps for you, dude. <laughs> but looking back, though, you can't lie. Like, those are funny times trying to avoid like, getting beat up. It's funny that we made it, you mean? <laughs> right, so that's I'm not sure right. you can relate, Kinsey, but like me, Nikki, Rosie, and Jenny, like it would be a race to run away from my mom or my dad when they beat me, so. Oh, no fun? it's like fun when you have other
1: siblings.
3: you yeah. are definitely. Definitely is, that's why I'm looking back, I'm like, oh, that was too bad. It's only funny when it's you. you no know? cap, because then we're <laughs> like, the beatings get distributed between other people. But if you're the only child, then it's like, that's all
4: them. That's tough. They're focusing all of it on you. That's tough.
1: All their energy.
4: Man, RIP. RIP all the, yo, RIP all the only child African kids, man. Nah, I got to send a prayer for y'all. want know that's tough.
3: But if you was the only child in the room and your mom and dad was mad, you was getting that. Other ones are safe in their room. I know
4: both of us are families of five, so we were all right. equally distributed.
1: <laughs> like for me, I have an older sister, but she just went to board in school all the time. Like she was never home, so it was always just me. So I always got it. That's time. What about you, Gigi? Huh? I'm the
2: only girl and there's three, three boys. So like my so like the beers got got like less and less for each child. So thank God that we keep the most, then Daniel, then me and then James we can beat it all.
3: The boys uh, boy. James. James didn't get beat at all. Like
2: Games. he did, but I but like that. It was like little bit to of us.
4: Okay, so as yourselves being African parents later in the future, what are some things that you guys would keep from your childhood but would impart in your children? Or things you would definitely
3: kick that you would not, like, you know, teach them? Good question. Um, honestly, I would take a lot of what I learned from my parents, to be honest. Cause I like who I am today, so that's what it took for me to be who I am. It's gonna take the same. Obviously, I'm not gonna be as extreme.
1: But, you know, I agree. I would. I would definitely still enforce discipline, obviously. and also not being too too trusting of other people's parents and you know other people, because well. you really don't know sometimes. But I'd also, uh, what I'd keep is being proud of your heritage and culture and where you come from. And I forgot, I was going to say one more thing. I'll say it when it comes back to me.
2: I would teach my kids about where they came from, like their culture, and try to bring to Nigeria as much as possible so that they don't lose that of where they, where they came from. Because America is not, not where you're from, like, you're from Nigeria, so you gotta accept that and be part of that. And then I also um, try to break gender roles, because I hate that so much. Like, a girl is not a housewife or a maid, she is a future business person, future owner, a future CEO. So my kids will be both be doing the same thing, whether it be washing dishes, cleaning the house, whatever. It will be divided equally and not be just a female doing everything. Um, also, this is my kids because I don't want them to be hoodwats. I don't want them to be hoodwats because, you know, be like people that succeed in life, you get me? And then <laughs> I would also I to obviously, like, make them, like, Know that they can, like, teach them that they can come to me whenever they want and not fear me. Because I'm not going to beat you for coming to me, and being honest with me. Does yeah, that makes sense?
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I completely agree. Oh, I really like the idea of bringing your kids back to the homeland that you come from. I love that taking like frequent, frequent trips there. It can be expensive, but that's that's important. I also like switching. Yeah, raising your daughters not to be the traditional housewife. Yeah, that's also we, the imagery. Yeah, because ironically ironically our faith can play a role into, you know, the household. But if you read if you actually read Proverbs chapter thirty one, where it speaks about, you know, the righteous woman, the... It speak- she's not- she's not a housewife. She's actually- she has a whole business and she's like looking after her business and she's selling land. She's actually doing- she's really active and selling her own clothes. Like, and that is in direct contrast with this housewife notion that people <laughs> exude. So I think we should follow that model and not be bound to that. Yeah, I read that the other day and it's been highlighted more recently. Mm-hmm. Like she keeps busy. She's not exactly. She's actually. A She's a businessman. What about you, Kathy? <laughs> are you big That's why I was muted. I was. I was eating. Oh, you're eating. Sorry. What are you eating? Well, it's gone now. But I was eating rice and meat. <laughs> it's always rice, isn't it? <laughs> Deadass. <laughs> the Stevens. Now I have my post-meal post, post meal tea. You know how that is. Mm-hmm. The things I think I would keep? Honestly, I don't know. Because my mom's been in America for like 50 years now. So she's like really Americanized. So I didn't really have that much of an African influence like growing up. That's why I don't really like know our language. Because she speaks English so much. And she's actually kind of forgotten how to speak her language, which is really sad, but I would kind of keep my childhood the same the same way. I did all the sports. I mean, I lived in the suburbs, so it was kind of white, but I would just make sure my kid was outside all the time and they're definitely not doing sleepovers. I don't trust any of these people out here. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. not with my kid. Yeah, so, I really sleepovers. No sleepovers for them. I'm sorry, even if I do know their parents. And that's honestly probably the only piece I would keep, put them in lots of school activities, make sure they were active, and hopefully they'll get into a good college. But at the same time, I don't really know what college will be like by the time we have kids. Okay. Maybe it's gonna be online, maybe college isn't even really gonna be a thing, like who knows, but I wouldn't really change much. I think my childhood was great.
5: That's good. Beautiful. What is your favorite
1: memory? That's a trick question. <laughs> um, I would just say, like, the food court at the mall. Thought that was so much fun. But culturally, I would probably say, like, when, when I was learning our, like, tribal dances, that was probably my favorite memory because my mom and my aunts were, like, that was the first time I kind of really realized I'm not American and I'm not Black because this is nothing else that anybody in my friend group could relate to and no one even knew what it was. So I was really proud when I was, like, learning about my heritage and my culture. Mm-hmm. And I will say those dances are amazing at your grad party. Right. You see? Yes. <laughs> uh, outside of all that discipline, what are things that your parents said or did that you now understand as an adult compared to how confusing
5: it was as a child?
1: I not <laughs> I actually wasn't beat as a kid at all. I was the one who didn't like always ran away. Never <laughs> Damn, <Never started. laughs> It's true. But my dad, he would always lecture us on as a as a black individual in America, you have to work. It's not even, you have to work seven times as hard as your white counterpart. so that's something that always stuck with me, and I really understand that we really do have to work harder as a black person, because when, you, when you're a black person, when you walk into a room, you acknowledge that, you don't acknowledge first that you're a person, but you have to acknowledge first that you're black, that's what we're thinking about at the forefront, but as a, maybe as a white individual, you don't think of yourself as a white, you just know that you're a person, but you have to think about our color too. So
2: that's something that was taught, and I understand it now. So like I'm tomboyish. I always like wear like sweatpants and like a tee or whatever. And my like, mom would always come back that because I, I never look like a girl or act like, like a girl. And like I kind of get where she's coming from because obviously like if I'm going for an interview or going anywhere, I have to like look look quite. I'm coming in looking, looking like a bum half the time because I usually work up like a bum is um, <laughs> not an ideal or like the best way to show yourself to, out to the world so I guess it makes more sense now that growing up like I should be more like clean when, when I go outside and not look bummy mm-hmm.
0: more feminine
1: yeah I agree with that one too my mom was the same way <laughs> Yeah, and then like more recently in the media, um, black femininity is being pushed more. I think that's important as a woman to just live in your true, I can't articulate it right now, but that's what, yeah, it's being pushed right now in the media, it's being taught more. And a lot of women feel like they haven't learned this these things growing up, but I feel like in our, at least in my African household, that is something that was taught. Thankfully,
2: No, I was just yelled at because, like, you to like, you, you wear dresses, like, but why? Because I always, I up all brothers and all guy family members, like, most of the cousins are guys. So I grew up all the guys in the whole life, so I was dressed like they did. So I didn't understand why do I have to dress like a girl, why do I have to wear dresses, like, what was that mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: I would say for me, one thing that I I always used to hear is that um, school is your best friend and all your other friends don't matter. And growing up, I was like, that can't be true. That doesn't make any sense. I talk to my friends. I hang out with them. School is not fun. So why would I put school above my friends? But obviously, as we're older, we all know friends are fake or they can be and etc, etc, we all know what happens when you interact with people and put expectations on them. But one thing that can't let you down or can't be fake is the knowledge that you acquire in life, which goes back to what Nikki said about how we have to work seven times, ten times more harder than other people. And I think putting education above people that don't really do much for you is something, is like a lesson. So Being told that education is more important, I never understood that because of how come they can't be on the same level as my social life or whatever. But when I got older, I realized that people can distract you a lot. And since people aren't from where, like, regularly people that I I used to hang out with didn't know nothing about my culture, didn't know nothing about me, so off rip, it was kind of hard to, like, really connect with them. So putting school education above that I could see why he enforced that so much and then now I just replace education with music or with like anything creative And uh, I always like things that are important I learned that those come first no matter what no matter who's in front of you so that's a lesson that I learned recently I never understood when
1: I was younger true for me this is not going to be as deep as anything you guys said, but, um... Like, if your parent asks you to go get them something, and you go to get it, or you go look for it, and you can't find it, and then you go tell them that you couldn't find it, and they say, if I go look and I find it, I'm gonna beat you. Like, I, I completely understand that right now, and I found myself saying that sometimes. Like If I go look in the room and I find it, you know, I'm not gonna beat anybody. It's Not gonna be good, so just me.
4: Oh, that's just you. Now I'm playing. Now I feel that <laughs> though. I understand. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, another thing similar to that like, you know, the stereotypical African parent asking for the remote that's right next to them. I have a story about that actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so mommy was doing hair in her business in the house, and the remote that she needed. To use was right in front of her client, and I was in my room. and She called me all the way from my room to get her the remote. She was like, Rosie, and I, I was like, Coming, she was like, Can you give me, pass me the remote? And I was like, Okay. And then her client, who's American, black American woman, was confused. She was like, You could have just asked me to pass it to you. And then <laughs> mom was like, Yeah, but you know, I don't know what she said, but I heard her, I heard that exchange, and I was like, Yeah, I could have asked her.
4: <laughs> um, that must have
1: looked tough. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, like, I don't know. I guess in her head, it didn't even cross her mind to ask the client. Mm. In 2016, 2017, Twitter blew up with the hashtag growing up with African parents, or growing up African. And these tweets are something that I think we've all discussed in the, during this time. Do you guys remember that? I remember the Ganyan so. and um, Nigerian jelloves thing. I don't remember the African. Oh. was a of it. No, that let's not go there <laughs> <laughs> Well, we okay. should ask people who are not Ghanaian or Nigerian Like, oh actually let me just I put in a fact my school's African um, student association had um, Nigerian and Ghanaian wars, and we went to like a bunch of different African and Ghanaian restaurants mm-hmm. and bought like jala from them and guess who won? Ghana so that's mm-hmm. a fact that's your school in
2: what town don't matter. We went to, we went to Worcester. We went to
1: That's Worcester for African food.
2: That's one place. <laughs> okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> Worcester got African food?
2: Worcester is like yeah. to African
1: town. It's like African chop bars everywhere. It's not just Ghanaian. It's, it's, it's like other places. Ghana. And still still.
4: I know they got like a Kenyan spot around somewhere in Mass, but I
1: didn't
4: think. See, there's a whole, whole community up there.
1: Let's talk about dramatic parents and have you ever
3: been threatened to get sent back home? Mad oh times. My gosh, wow. yes. First and foremost, Mad times. we've all been <laughs> threatened. We've <laughs> all
1: been sev- <laughs> <laughs> but
3: real quick, here's the problem with that. They make it seem like it's a bad place when they say that. That's why I never liked Africa because of hearing that. That made no sense, but I just had to say that real
1: quick. No, I, no, I
3: understand. I agree. I completely agree and you know, look like it's a bad thing like what don't send me back to africa
5: where we I mean, came from, like, came from. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yo, i remember like this is so bad that my dad did this i got like a b or something i don't know i it was in um Coldplay middle school and like i got a, it was our class nikki our history class with um mr t martin or whatever i got a b in like a, a quarter or something and my dad me to africa for that he was like so serious too he had everything ready until I got an A the next quarter. I was like, are you dead serious? These kids out here were doing far worse than I did. So he got everything ready? <laughs> yes, like he booked the flight. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. No. He scared Wait for me. It? Yes, he really scared me. No, that's drama.
4: <laughs> that was
1: unnecessary. <laughs> I hope he got his refund. Are you?
4: <laughs> nah, ain't no refund. Yo, growing up with African parents is a whole experience, yo. That's like, really thinking about it and how everything we're saying is... Sometimes, bro, it's really a miracle. We made it through. You guys have to feel like more solid as people now coming out of it, though.
3: Definitely. I ain't even old yet. It's not. <laughs> we still live
1: well, it. Now we, that you're older, they're going to expect you to, like, you know, give them money and stuff and basically take care of them.
3: That's the thing about cousins, too. Especially because are we all first generation? Like, we, all our parents are like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm
2: first generation.
3: Mm-hmm. We already see how our cousins be acting towards our parents because they're in America now. Yeah. So I just wait like, Hey, Remember me When you came 10 years ago Can
2: I get like <laughs> 30,000 That's me now Actually I was in last year And I met my cousin For the first time And one of them Hit me up like last month Was like Oh can you give me Money for a card?" I was like Money for what?
4: Bro I don't even know you Yo <laughs> you find all I met you once source. my
1: guy. Stop relax. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I just what? found
4: out You were my cousin Like what? <laughs> Already asking for
1: money, dude. When I see like, I know this is so bad, but when I see friend requesting stuff on like Facebook or something else from like someone that might be my family that I never know, I sometimes don't accept it because I know what they're trying to do. Mm. Mm. I don't accept them because I don't know who they are, <laughs> bro. <laughs> so it's not just me; it's the
4: random Africans that could be your family adding you, and I'm like, bro, I don't who I don't even know this name. Like I've
3: never heard <laughs> this. <laughs> like yo, <laughs> yeah, I was
1: gonna say it's not just me. <laughs>
3: And you are very I, unfamiliar it's...
1: to me right now. One oh time, one of them even added, tried to add one of my friends, and I was like, I mm-hmm. have no idea who that guy is.
4: Cool. Our kids are going to have it so easy compared to our childhood. That's crazy. But
3: don't get it
4: twisted. Yeah, don't get it twisted, of course. No. Oh, if you're comparing it, then yeah, if you
3: compare it. Yeah, if we're, yeah, if we're comparing it. In general, I yeah. know. I'm going to smack my son every day. Yeah. Yo, Jesus! <laughs>
4: That's you. Yo, his son will literally do something good. He'll be like, "Dad, look what I
3: did!" Is smack him across. Got the an head A A good, good job. Like smack him was- in the back of the head. He better not have a big head either, because I'm mm-hmm. definitely gonna smack his head if he got a big head. <laughs> you're my aunt. Watch so who you have kids good. with, man. You to marry someone, then next thing you know, you realize, oh, you are not that cute. Look at our baby. What do I <laughs> like that? See, this
4: is why I take the process of choosing, like, you know, you're, you're you know, you're one and only. Gotta con- you got to consider all attributes. Some that
1: stuff. What?
4: But <laughs> I don't even know how it got like this, but do you guys yeah. have, do your parents have, like, expectations as to who you guys have to marry? Like, do your African parents, do they want you oh. guys to marry, like, other Africans or, or like, what is it like for you guys? Well, so,
2: uh, Nigeria last year, I was Nigerian. I met the people that I didn't know before. One of them told me I can't wait to get married and bring to a Nigerian man and bring him back here so you can give us money to buy you. I was like, I'm going to be like, I was like, excuse you. First of all, who's a man to Nigerian? Second of all, don't come back here to give me money. Like, for what reason i come coming here to give you money? <laughs> <laughs>
5: like,
1: our, uh, <laughs> our families are money hungry. That's
5: what
3: about The, the whole purpose of going guys. to America right. is coming back with
1: me? For our family, my our parents don't care who we're married to. They just want us to be happy. They always they always tell us that. Yeah, that's
4: us. Now my my parents, when it comes to that, like of like of course they would love to see me with like another like Burundian from East Africa. Like they also know that this is America and it's it's crazy diverse and there's not that many Africans, so they don't hold out any hope for that. They're like the likelihood of me, like, fighting another African woman. And, like, we hit it off as, like, more than friends. and you know, like, I get married. is like... But me, I, I, I still love, like, all my African women. Like, for me, it's like, I don't really care. Like, I don't have the restrictions.
2: <laughs> I don't have a type either. I would date whoever. Like, my dad's side and my dad's want when to date a and I don't like that. Like, that happens happens if that happens really not happen.
4: It was what happens. If it happens, it happens. At the end of the day, no. my parents did tell me one thing. They're like, even if we don't like her, as long as you love her and she makes you happy, then it is what it is. But it's like, you guys got to realize at the end of the day, it is our lives. And if we were in Africa, I could, I'll tell you this, because they could definitely probably force you to marry someone. But, you know, we're over here and I guess we have like, you know, this new opportunity so we could, kind of be our own person and you know you can choose who you want to be with
1: regardless of who they want
4: because it's not like we're obligated to like go back to africa and just be like you know the stereotypes of how we're supposed to be
1: that's a great point if we were back home you would probably
4: all oh be married <laughs> bro arranged marriages out the wazoo bro you know <laughs> oh my mm-hmm. gosh my both like my grandparents on my mom and dad's side were arranged marriages and it's like geez i could not have, i could not picture that for me because i i couldn't if someone be like you're gonna marry this woman because you have to i mean like, i don't even know her i'm not even attracted to her we could probably be friends
3: what the heck like what that would be pretty interesting though i'm not gonna lie It's like married at first sight
1: <laughs>
3: 90 day days. So, except it's forever <laughs> it's forever <laughs> i mean if they're cool though that would be cool yeah but i would not
1: like the fact that i
3: have to do it but
4: yeah but the chances of you vibing with them enough dude is like very unlikely that's why a lot of those marriages are just you're you're, you kind of just do you're supposed to just take on the gender role which is ridiculous i feel like marriage is like it can it, it really obviously it's a greater thing for different people different people take it however they take it you know for like i know the general theme is like you know that's that person that you've now chosen when you marry someone you're choosing to to stay with that person that is your one person like Mm -hmm. for life which is like as you get older when you realize that it
3: it, like wait wait you were gonna say something would you do a traditional wedding or a regular
4: (laughs) americanized
5: both. Oh we my gosh you
4: know how much i thought about that.
1: Thought both. Listen, we're all coming both. to your
3: Nigeria. Yeah, <laughs> Right. That would be pretty. You know what? That was gonna be lit. We all invite each other to our marriages.
5: That's gonna be lit. Yeah. <laughs> why bro, wouldn't bro. we? i mean not Junior, Why are you acting like you're not about to be <laughs> the best man? To
4: my, Junior, why are you acting like you're not about to be the best man to my marriage, bro? Stop playing. <laughs>
1: Aww, so sweet. that would be crazy. I'm about to have a Nigerian wedding. I'm not even. Nigerian. All right, we're not. You live <laughs> <laughs> Me too.
4: No, I, actually, that's. I'm not even gonna lie. Like, I actually, as much as like we're all like, ah, like marriage not too long time. I actually am gonna be very happy when like we're all around the ages of getting married. And we're all getting married, with a lovely time, bro. Really.
5: Mm-hmm. Without
3: like You're getting married like forty. <laughs> Wait for that. Yeah, never two laugh. decades from now, Definitely.
5: dude. <laughs> you no,
3: 40.
4: 40. You know what would be funny? We're all saying this, and we all literally get married within the next three or four years.
5: Uh, I'm single. Let me That's not think that. Let me not jinx that. <laughs> I'm single, not so
2: it's that possible. <laughs> you yeah. never
4: know, Chi Chi. Chi gets into a relationship literally next month. Tomorrow? You know. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> later today. <laughs> yeah, later today. I get the DM tonight. Literally an hour, bro. Some
3: dude, and she like is cool. Works. Guys, I'm not. It's down crazy a though. Here. It's crazy to know that the person you're gonna spend the rest of your life with is somewhere right now, breathing, eating. I used to think stuff. about that. <laughs> I used to just like have moments where I'd pause and I'd be like, somewhere in the world,
4: my wife is just there chilling too, and I'm just, just chilling. chilling, but we don't even know about each other.
1: Sometimes you are not born. <laughs> you know Yo, so you sh- not born <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand Black. what that hey
3: relax He
4: said sometimes they're not born yet question just age. if they're not born
3: already
4: then I'm not getting married yeah um, that's-, <laughs> that's definitely not the move I'm 20 oh, years sure. old man I do not need to be the 40 <laughs> year old marrying a 20 year old
5: Bro, you know how annoying that would be. He doesn't know anything
4: about the way you grew up or anything. Like she'd be, she'd be a completely different generation. Like you'd be talking about like your old shows. Like I remember when Danny Phantom used to come on. She's like, "What's that?" Danny Phantom.
1: Exactly. Like
4: she's gonna be like, "What's that?"
1: No, she's gonna.
0: You're gonna tell her about Corona, and she's gonna be like, "Excuse me." (laughs) No, she's
1: gonna come and interview interview you for Corona because you were alive in the time.
3: High screen project.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, I can
4: never understand those dudes who like older, younger women like that. Like, what do y'all have in common? Nothing.
3: That's because they don't gotta like. You don't have to work hard to get a, a younger woman. She literally. Vice just graduated versa, you don't have to ago. work hard to get a younger you Feel with someone in your own age or your own like they know what you know, so you gotta like actually put in effort. to I actually prefer get them talking to, be to, be to older people because I like maturity. Yeah, even
1: just with friends, or friends older. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I need some older. Actually, most of my friends are older than me, actually, now I think about
1: it. Same. So I'm just, you're just there. But, but I... You know
5: what uh...
4: I have that fear sometimes, I'm like, you know, i want to end up being just like my dad.
2: I'd feel so bad.
4: Because <laughs> isn't, like, isn't that like a common theme is that like like children believe that, like, or people believe that they're going to be so different. But you end up being just like your parent because that's what you, that's all you know.
5: Yeah, That has a lot
3: to do with guidance too. Yeah. Because I'll be looking at some of my friends and I'm like, you just like your pops.
4: It's true. It's true something i heard like my mom which is also true is like like if you if you want to know something if you want to know how your significant other is going to be in your marriage look at her parents
5: mm-hmm.
4: because she'll act just like that and then and then when i realized that that was like that gave me like an insight and just not it went beyond that and just with people in general is like if you want to know how your friends are going to be you got to look at like what they come from their background. That's why now I understand why my parents always wanted to know about people's parents and background and stuff. it's, it's because a lot of the stuff that you're gonna experience from that person is gonna be like a direct reflection of what they know from background.
0: What messages or prayers are you leaving to children and African parents in these African households?
4: Run away. Good,
0: Leave them. Good home. luck.
1: <laughs> Stop.
4: Look for an adoption. So what message is that you get adopted by a nice white family with money.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what messages or prayers? That's or crazy? crazy. I would say good luck. Um you guys are gonna kill it, you guys are gonna
2: go up and be great people. Even though you feel like it's stuff now, like it'll get, get better. A lot better.
3: It genuinely gets better, that's, that's I would my... say for those kids that fortunately get beat on occasion, that it's okay. And it's for a reason, do not hold, basically in general, do not hold a grudge against your parents for what they do. And you can apply that to anybody because at the end of the day, what they're doing, they feel right for you so you can't hate them for that and don't feel like you can't talk to your parents because it's how they enforce rules and stuff because at the end of the day they want to know who you are and what you're about just because they don't show it doesn't mean they don't care I know a lot of like kids growing up with foreign parents whether it's African, Indian is like they always have that disconnect because of how strict the parents are but once you understand the reasoning, once you understand uh, like that your parents, they care about you regardless of what they do, just put that in the forefront of your mind.
1: Mm-hmm. Also, yeah, open communication is important. I understand fear of the parent because that's not the child's fault. Having open communication and understanding that your parent is just as human as you are and you shouldn't be afraid of any human being regardless of anything. Also, try not, try not to resent your parents because resentment and bitterness building up, it's not good for your spirit. It's just going to harm you in the end. So just being forgiving mm-hmm. and understanding, just knowing you will be great and your childhood, it doesn't have to be, your future doesn't have to be set in stone or determined by your childhood. It doesn't mean this is how
5: you will treat your kids in the future. Uh, there's just hope. There's always hope.
1: There is always hope. And that's the that's the whole theme of it, you know? Because it's like
4: when you're in the moment of, of of going through all of that, you think it it won't get better and you think this is how it's gonna be. But in reality, it's just it's just your situation of now and it does get better. I, I honestly believed that like this was how life was. But like once you get older and once you are able to be yourself you will see how life gets better on your own, and you 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 won't regret. You won't regret too much of what happened because now you've been imparted with all these lessons, and all these experiences made you a harder person. And now you see things almost for what they really are. Sometimes it just just keep trying. You know, it's it's cliche, but you try to keep your head up. You know, all of that.
1: Also, yeah, I agree with Kinsey. You have to view it as this is an opportunity. Every every like literally every hardship in life is an opportunity to know more about yourself and grow from it. So it's an opportunity.
4: Yeah, like one thing that like um that I know is like uh instead of having a mentality of like, oh like why do these situations keep happening to me, like have the mentality of Okay, this this is happening to me. I'm going through a tough situation, but what can I learn from it, or what am
1: I learning from it? Yeah. What about you, Hillary? Any messages to African youth and or parents? You guys said it all. Oh, I don't know what else to add. Okay, I I guess I would say listen to your parents in a way, like obviously always listen to them but like it's one thing to take knowledge but it's also better for you to have wisdom and apply that knowledge like I know growing up my dad always told me to be patient because that's something he struggled with as a kid and it's kind of ruined some relationships for him so he doesn't want that for me as well so I didn't see it then but now I do so I would say always listen to what your parents are trying to say and always apply it to wisdom because they're just looking out for you at the end of the day
5: Mm-hmm.
1: They're trying to protect us. Mm-hmm. Another thing that might help is envision your as a child, envision them too. They might have been troubled as a child and also had this all inflicted upon them. So just having empathy is so important too. Empathize with your parents. Because there's a reason why, there's always a reason why someone will treat you the way they do. It's, not, it's never, I don't think it's ever personal, it's really internal. I just think your parents are trying to look out for you, but might, might, might not be doing it in the best way. Yeah. yeah. Think about intentions. Yeah. I love all these messages of hope, and do uh, you feel that you needed to hear these messages as a child?
3: I think it would've helped, knowing the reasoning behind a lot of what was happening because not having a reason really makes it hard to go through it positively. So I think, yeah, being told some of this would have definitely helped me see the other side of it. So knowing the reasoning would probably help me and probably a lot of other people that deal with that go through it positively with less hate.
1: So wonderful! Sounds like a real healing session. And uh, my message to all of the African youth out there is to uh, don't forget to take the chicken out of the freezer. When your mom asks, you, do that right away. Don't forget. Big facts.
3: That's a big fact She was on it. Yo, man. Just, when
1: was the last like,
3: time y'all forget to take the meat out? For a
1: long time. It's always me. And I I always forget. Is it girl? I never, I haven't gone a long time.
2: It's for a reason. Once I not get beat for no reason. You get me? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, thank you all so much for joining me and for having this conversation. I think we all felt something or many things from this <laughs> many things forward. everything and I'm really thankful to have had this conversation to reflect and really like think it through and think about what we're going to carry with us in the future with our children
0: thank you so much for listening hope to catch you in the next episode all original music produced by Stubborn Soul. You can find him on all music listening platforms at S-T-B-R-N-S-A-L. Peace out!